Welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Network. The ensuing show will change, transform, and otherwise alter you. Good luck. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Do you want to die, Sydney? It's your turn to scream, asshole. From the streets of Woodsboro. Back to the streets of Woodsboro. We are Halloweenies. Happy Halloween, trick-or-treaters, dreamers, campers, and suspects. Welcome back to another episode of Halloweenies. I'm your host for today, Michael Myers Rothman. Only, look, I'm not trick-or-treating around Haddonfield for this hour. No, 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 no. For this episode, we've made an abrupt U-turn on our way to Illinois, and we're heading back to Woodsboro, California, because as you well know by now, thanks to the first looks, the hashtags, and the thousands of reactions on Twitter, Paramount Pictures dropped the first trailer for not one, not two, not three, but the highly anticipated Five Cream, uh, better known to the uh, non-Woodsboro heads as Scream. Uh, But we're going to still call it Five Cream, and that's what we're sticking to it. But look, as we know, that movie comes out in the spooky month of January 2022, uh, completely bypassing the 25th anniversary of the original for some reason, unbeknownst to us. And I'm going to still hammer on that point uh, until the movie comes out and is behind us. Uh, but look, we're not in the business of marketing because otherwise, you know, we'd be in Hollywood making the trailer ourselves. No, we are in the business of Halloweenies, which uh, I don't think we've ever defined this. It's a very specialized art in which we dissect all forms of spooky pop culture. And that's what we're going to be doing today. In the hour ahead, we are going to slice and dice to crib from Woodsboro's own Stu Mocker. The two and a half minutes we were given today, we're going to share our thoughts, we're going to toss out some theories, and we're going to try our very, very best to keep an open mind as we march towards January. But uh, look, let's do some introductions. You already know me, Mike Myers, Rothman. In the front seat with me, he's the wolf man by night, but today he's... I'm Max Burrow Gerber, uh, and excited to return to Woodsboro uh, for Five Cream. This trailer, uh, after watching it a couple times now, has given us a lot to think about, so I'm excited to to barrel into it. Well, I'm glad you're here uh, on this this road trip with me. It's kind of interesting. If we're going to be talking about the trailer on the drive back to Woodsboro, maybe we'll finish it before we get to Woodsboro. We can just go make another U-turn to Haddonfield. Anyway, behind me, the man of your dreams... This is Mike Vanderbilt, not the original Mike Vanderbilt, but the new Mike Vanderbilt <laughs> with the same name coming new flavor? live from the south <laughs> side of Chicago. Nice. Not, not confusing. Yeah. <laughs> not confusing at all. I uh, love it. I well, do hate when I have to go through the preview guide, and it was hard enough with just remakes when I had to check which Halloween was on when I had to see the date. Like, if you're going through the preview guide on... Uh, your Twitter yeah. is like, oh, Halloween's on. Oh, fuck, 07. No, no thank you. No thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, there's three dates now, right? So it's 78, 07, 2018. 
Oh, yeah. Lord. What a fucking confusing <laughs> mess. Um, at least with, like, Rocky, they just added the Balboa, you know? Um, yeah. I, it, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't want to whine about it too much. Yeah, I don't want to whine on this what, episode. What is, uh, what is Scream's last name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scream Prescott. Uh, that would have been a, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, that would have been a good Scream uh, Sydney. Scream Sydney. Well, like, hey. Like, you know, that would have been yeah, kind of cool. That could be. That actually, what if it was just called Sid? <clears throat> scream Sydney scream. Yeah. Well, uh, look, we've got a scholar on Sid, our special <laughs> guest today, <laughs> a familiar, a familiar face. If you've listened to our Scream Three episode and um, our Nightmare on Elm Street remake, and I believe the Jason Goes to Manhattan episode as well. I might be wrong on that one. Uh, who's no, there? You're right. Yep. This is Jen 2021 version. Adams. <laughs> I love <laughs> that I we're would, all playing on this. <laughs> oh my god, I, that is one of my biggest pet peeves, and I won't, you know, harp on it. But yeah, that drives me. Oh, it's okay. I'll harp on it this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I have friends who don't know about the Halloween franchise, and I keep telling them it's Halloween 2018 because that's how I refer to it. And they're like, what? Is that the title of the movie? Like, they don't understand. And so that's what that's what we've been mm. reduced to. Well, it's, so you it's stop being friends with them? I yeah, did. <laughs> I, would, I would absolutely drop those friends immediately. Um, no, no I, I sent them, like, all of the gifs and all of the, like, dissections of the trailers and episodes. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to teach you. Well, look, I, I, I'm just, I just hope that those friends don't have your landline number. Um, that is a, <laughs> the, the only seg I could think of into this trailer because uh, when was the last time we talked about landlines? Probably oh when we talked about any of the Scream movies. And yep. look, what is a Scream movie without a landline? Actually, real quick question. Anyone here have a landline in their house still? Not at my... Since I moved out of my parents... Uh, when I lived at my parents' house, we had the original... Uh, phone number we've had since we were kids still have it then mm-hmm. i had my own line in the basement yeah and then when i moved out i finally got a cell phone when i moved into an apartment and uh you know there was talk about getting a landline and uh my good friend dan lynch who was kind of he was he was the guy who we trusted to pay their all the bills were in his name because he's the only one we trusted to give the like he, we'd give him the money and he'd actually pay the bills he wouldn't mm-hmm. go out and buy drugs or something <laughs> And when the subject of the landline came up, he goes, it's just one more bill that you motherfuckers aren't going to pay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's uh, the, the landline, I feel, is a nuisance because they are. I feel like the, the government and everyone else is able to uh, easily find you. Jen, do you have a landline? No, but my parents do. Wow. It is still the same number as my uh, my childhood number. Yeah. That's that's surprising because the, the two of you are the homeowners here. And I feel like if yeah. you have a home, I feel mm-hmm. like you would have to have a landline. Mm-hmm. No. No, you no. don't. No. Because I know I, Matt doesn't. So I don't even not. think this you know, house has a phone jack. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I don't wow. think I could have one. <laughs> I had one about six years ago. You know, it was one of those things where Comcast convinces you that for a lower yeah. rate, they'll mm-hmm. give you a landline that you don't have to yeah. use. <laughs> oh, and then God. they give you a number. So I only, I had a landline for a while and I had a red telephone like from Batman. You know, oh, from that's like cool. the 60s <laughs> from uh-huh. the Adam West. And I only gave the number to one person and they never called me. <laughs> oh, no. Aww. No, it was like, it was like, oh, I will know when that phone rings that it's you. Yeah. It was kind of like an ongoing <laughs> joke, but then uh-huh. I never got the call. Oh, my two, God. Uh, so what two, can you do? Two asides on phone numbers. Um, my friend Tweed, who I work with at Rock Island Public House, he's in, he's really big into mid-century furniture and stuff and like creating that aesthetic. So he has a yellow phone on his wall in his kitchen that's hooked up to nothing. Oh, my really? God. It's just art? for Just for the look. And my parents both worked for the phone company, and uh, they got to pick their number when they they got theirs, and it always killed me that the last four digits, and still is to this day, are 3666. Oh, that's cool. I like that. That's what I And I said, why'd you do that? And they're like, well, it was easy to remember. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
Also for evil, you know. Uh, that's <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like I mean, it, not saying anything about your parents because mm, I'm sure they're lovely. <laughs> they they turn around just full on like horns, like look like Satan, and they're just like, "What do you think?" Right, they're like laser eyes. <laughs> oh my lord! Well, look, we got a lot of landlines discussed because there is a landline in this trailer. We get a lot in this trailer. It's two and a half minutes. And like any trailer today, they just put everything in it. And as Justin reminded me in the text thread this morning, because I woke up actually late. I usually wake up at the crack of dawn, but I, I woke up a little later. Full egg on me because this was a big morning and the trailer was out and everyone already kind of talked about it. But he said, you know, look, you know, the directors of the film, um, you know, which Radio Silence, uh, Matt, Bell- Bat- Matt Bettinelli Open and Tyler Gillette, they talked about how it was going to be hard to do a trailer without doing too many reveals. And look, we'll talk about it right now because we're going to go with the breakdown of this trailer and we'll we'll see if, it, if they manage to keep the secrets within. Um, so I'm going to do a real quick breakdown. Um, we'll go section by section. And I'll have little prompts here and there for each section just because, like I said, there's a lot to unpack. So we'll start off now. Uh, so the trailer begins with what's basically like a minute long cold open. Um, essentially you get Jenna Ortega who plays Tara Carpenter, Carpenter, recognize that name, uh, receives a phone call from her landline. (laughs) And again, we know where this is going because the landline and as she's texting, she's confused, uh, that a, everyone has the number and she thinks that her friend Amber, uh, who knows that the landline is ringing. So that's even confusing even more. And then she realizes, as usual in any screen movie, that the person that she's texting, not just the person that she's calling, is an Amber. Uh, so she answers the phone. We hear that familiar fa- voice. Would you like to play a game, Tara? <laughs> Scared, it's she goes. It's Jigsaw. It's Jigsaw, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I did like that was a nice touch because I feel like that's thrown. I mean, it's it's thrown back to the horror of the 2000s, which is now 20 fucking years ago. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes to the door, Ghostface is there. She locks the door. And then, and this is where 2021 chimes in, Mike. She battles to keep locking the door for, with her mobile app. Lock, unlock, lock, unlock. And that is until, you know, Ghostface pops up behind her, tosses her to the floor and cuts scene. All right. That's the end of the first section. So here's the question. Do we think this is the cold open of the movie? Uh, it seems like it, but I think that's too obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really hope that uh, they do, like, or they are, especially with the way they're keeping everything so secretive. They are the filmmakers are looking to pull the rug out from under everybody. I, I hope so. Yeah, and I feel like I this gotta, would be too obvious to be a cold open. And mm-hmm. I want to add that I love the bit with the locks because I think Scream is at its best when it's turning genre tropes on its head and utilizing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, modern perspectives on things. Like, think about how the cell phone in 1996, which was ubiquitous now, but it was odd to see a horror film use that. Like, using, like, their... their what, what's the system that locks doors in-house? I don't know. You, I, let's say an Alexa yeah. you know, in a horror movie is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point about the cell phone too. I, I wanted to ask the, the technology bit because we, we got to talk about it in the screen three and how we thought that the voice changing thing was interesting. Mac, you weren't on that episode. What are your thoughts on the, the, the evolution of technology in screen particularly with the lock system here? Like, do you think this works? I think it, it does work because I'm really racking my brain trying to think of like a modern horror movie that's not set in a different time or in the eighties or, you know, a modern horror movie that's always been in the now tackling things it it, like usually i would 
I would kind of be like, ah, that doesn't work or that just, that's so timestamps now. But this has always been kind of about that Mm -hmm. right from the first one, you know, tracking the cell phone and the clones and all that stuff. And because it's supposed to take place in this time period, it's like, it's okay that you're addressing those things because we're always talking about how things can't be scary now because there's too many ways to contact the police. There's too many forms of communication and, and finding ways to make those things frightening i and that the it's like you don't have control they have they have access to your entire house like you've relied on this technology and so turning that against her in that opening sequence i think is pretty cool 100% and agree. I'm, i guess I'm, I'm more at ease seeing them use these things and turn it against us in this film than i am in in other films because it's always kind of been about how does ghostface get around xyz you know yeah, and, and the cell phone bit is a really good example, Mike, because I, mean, I think we do forget about that. Like, I mean, even in 96, it was pretty unheard of to have a cell phone. Well, as I said, I didn't get my first cell phone till when I moved out. So I was 24, so that's 04, 05. And I had one before that that I barely, I had it. I let the contract lapse and didn't even think about it after that. Yeah. What about, what Until about I you? had to move out and we weren't getting a fucking landline because we didn't want to have to not pay that bill. Yeah. <laughs> Can yeah, I well, speak to the cold open? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. The idea of the, whether this is the opening or not, um, I'd really love to believe it's the end because it seems like, well, not the end, but it seems like it's Sydney's old house too. If you notice the kitchen. Mm. See, I thought it looked like Casey's old house. It does look a little bit like Casey's old house well, too. Maybe I'm getting like, that mixed, but... I think to me it's it's that's the only thing that has me worried is because you know you have you also have the scene where Ghostface is chasing down the Woodsboro guy the guy with the Woodsboro jacket and I feel like it's going to be a, a bit of a flip on this like she dies in the house the boyfriend does show up to watch the, the movie or whatever shows up and then gets killed on the lawn instead of Drew Barrymore getting killed on the lawn and it's going to be once again like this the the remake reboot where they're doing the same thing and touching on all the heartstrings of the things you liked of the first one, but it's different because it's different people and we're doing it slightly differently. And well, I don't think so you're far off. That scares me Mac. about that. I mean, that's kind of like when we, I mean, Monday Entertainment Weekly kicked this all off by showing a lot of the photos. And a lot of the photos that we see are just, as I'll discuss here in the, tra- the breakdown, is our stuff that we see in this trailer. But one thing that we don't really see is the fact that, um, you know, Tara is actually playing with the, the knife similar to like how Casey is. And a lot of everyone right. online has already done the parallels in it. I don't like those usually. I don't really like those echoes as much just because I feel like as we discussed with Halloween, Green, I feel like that's one of the, like the lazier parts of it. But Jen, I'm sorry. What, what, what do you what do you feel about this? Like, do you do you like these parallels? Do you think that this is a red flag at all? Um, what are your thoughts? Um, I think I don't know. I kind of just assumed this would be the cold open. I like the parallels as long as there is more that we aren't seeing in the trailer. Like, I don't want it to just be the parallel. I want it to like give me that little like because I mean, I'm not going to lie. I got goosebumps when I saw her playing with the knife in that way. Like, I love it. Um, but I want more. I want them to do something with it. And I think like the locks thing is super awesome. And I want to say as we were talking about that, I got an alert on my phone that somebody had <laughs> (laughs) had come to my door and dropped a package off so there's another 
like way of technology like being used against us and these things that we think are supposed to protect us. Um, I, I think the lock thing is super cool. And I think the reason that works is because Ghostface is always coming from the generation of the people that he is victimizing as opposed right. to like Jason and Freddie and Michael, like who kind of Boomers. exist on their own. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would be okay if this is the cold open as long as it's not every scene. There are a couple of red flags in this trailer for me, but that wasn't one of them. So. Yeah, it's strange because we know, you know, you one estimate guess would be, well, you know, she's a big actress. She's, she's you know, she's listed high in the IMDb. So she couldn't possibly die in the beginning. Well, yeah, she could because this yeah, is yeah. the whole trope. So <laughs> that's the trope. I know. And that's the thing. I, I, I think I'm hoping it's not the cold because I just don't want my my thing is I, I, I don't mind the parallels if they're subtle enough and they, they're infrequent enough. Like when it becomes like this whole redux, not only have we seen this in two because they did that with they were like, all right, well, we did, you know, they're redoing the, 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 the kills in the first one. But then in four, they kind of did that a little bit, too. So I'm just yeah, I, I'm worried. That's the only thing that gives me a little but pause. Let's, I, uh, yeah. Scream for uh, it. I mean, uh, I'll spoil my opinion on it for our upcoming episode. That I think it's a two and a half star movie. That's pretty OK. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know people rave about that cold open and it's it, it. I don't I don't love it. I think it gets I think it wears out. It's welcome. I agree. Uh, but it is original. When I was first mm-hmm. watching it, when the first you know, twist happens, that's inventive. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that they're, they pull out all stops in the inventiveness department in this. And the lock thing uh, leans towards that for me. Matt, go for it. There are, there are nods and things that happen in this movie that for, in the trailer I was kind of like, oh, no. Because it's stuff we've seen before. But the problem is, is that there's a formula. There's this very simple formula. <laughs> formula. <laughs> but there is, there's a very simple formula to these Scream films. And they always have the tropes. There's always the rules. There's always, do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. mm-hmm. it's not even though it kind so of like, yeah, as it even, is, this is to how these movies operate. Yeah. So even though I was kind of like butting against that in the trailer as I was first watching it, I kind of sitting back here and now we're talking about it. I'm like, but mm-hmm. that's in every Scream movie. I know. And that's kind of yeah. like, so as long as that is that and like Jen said, there are new things and things that we have we're not seeing that they're keeping from us, which I think hope I hope we'd you know it would be so great. This is the only movie that I I feel like I I would be okay if I went to the movie and none of this trailer was in the movie. Oh, I and know, but just that, totally duped that, that that all the characters are in it and all this stuff is it. But if none of the stuff we saw is actually in the movie and that that is the only way that they could keep everything secret, how ooh. great would that be? I like mean, Sydney dies in the the cold open, and so all of this. Was, so I mean, everybody's like coming up with all these ideas, and then you go in, and it's like, oh no, no one has any clue. Clean slate. We like have to Twister just go for the trailer. ride. Well, yeah, I mean, I will say some of my red flags are due to the writing and the dialogue in the trailer. So I well, let's get to well, that. Hopefully. Let's get to that because the next section is when we get our first real piece of dialogue, and you know, from there, you know, it's it's a little more of a scrapbook from what the cold open is because the cold open really does feel like it's. You remember Scream. This is Scream. Yeah, this We're going to be there. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like United so- and it feels exactly. so good. <laughs> and then I, exactly. Yeah. And now you get kind of a more scrapbook. So we're going to go through it. So two, the second section I have is that Sydney's phone is she's running. It's Dewey. He says, it's happening. Three attacks so far. Do you have a gun? To which she says, I'm Sydney Prescott. Sydney motherfucking Prescott. Of course of- I have a gun. <laughs> exactly. So 
here's a big call, you know, the twist on that is, Dewey mentions three attacks, which begs the question, is this call being made after the cold open, so there are three kills in the cold open, or are there a string of murders across Woodsboro that would show that, okay, there is something happening here, so, which means do the characters maybe not actually even come into play until at least like the first third of the movie's done? What do you guys think? I think the three murders could possibly be Tara, the boyfriend on the lawn, if that's the same sequence, and then this Amber girl, whoever's supposed to be calling, mm, because yeah. maybe maybe they had, they had already got to her or something like that. Yeah. Um, because it seems that when Sydney starts talking to Samantha's character, which seems to be like the new Sydney, it, it seems like they're all worried and grouped together because one of their friends just died. So it seems like very much like the original Scream in that sense. Okay. Yeah. But but anyways, that's getting ahead of ourselves. Would be amazing if it was like they would see these long three kills after for like fifty minutes, and then it's finally gets the original cast. <laughs> we got a ninety minute. We've movie. never seen Come that on. done before. I'll, I'll I know that would it, be wild. Know? That would be wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike, what do you think? Uh, do you think that this is this is pr- pretty much after the cold open? We're going to get this original cast in pretty soon. Well, as we were discussing it, uh, I think that it could be halfway through the movie we don't uh hear from Sidney Prescott until then and that would make sense I mean just like looking at from a filmmaking point of view that you know Nev Campbell's a big git like mm-hmm. she made she she costs more money uh only have her on the set for three days instead of it's a good know, point a month yeah yeah and she was one of the last people to be announced and confirmed if you recall and assuming she doesn't live in Woodsboro, she's probably not just going to show up anytime anybody dies from being stabbed vaguely similar <laughs> to the like the movie franchise about her. So like it would make sense that she wouldn't necessarily hop on it when just when people die, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know this is a small little clip. I thought one interesting takeaway is just where Dewey's living. Like, I, I know that we right. this is a stretch to say, but like I feel like in all the screen movies, even three they all live in like these sort of like palatial McMansions, you know, or (laughs) McMansion Victorian houses type things. Whereas like Dewey here kind of looks like almost like he's living with like Laurie Strode in Halloween 2018. Like I I just don't really, (laughs) I kind of like that. Yeah. Like I kind of like his vibe to his living. Like it kind of has like this old style seventies sort of, like the houses that I grew up in growing up. I don't know. What do you think? We're also assuming Mm -hmm. that that's his place. I also thought maybe Mm. he's calling from, as someone that's died's place and he's doing he's investigating and kind of, he's calling Sydney because he found something or or Maybe. also you know that's that that little brief moment in the trail where you see the the newly appointed sheriff in the car and it seems like the mm-hmm. brakes are out of control or something or like the car is automatic or whatever that might be another Ooh, that's cool a good technology point, thing yeah um maybe maybe she gets got and then oh, that's that why be. Dewey calls Sydney because he's like it's happening like they're going after you know I, I don't know so well, I think this is where Dewey's living now. I think Gail's dumped him again, and yeah. he's just down on his luck, getting scruffy. Although he does, he's a little bit of a silver fox in this trailer. So, which means that four is really the only one we get where they're actually together. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. Ridiculous. I mean, they could be happy. Maybe this is. Maybe they like slumming it. You know. Um, I don't know. I, I did feel. I I don't know if this is true, but I saw a Twitter account that uh, implied that they had maybe seen the movie. Or something along those lines, and their spoiler was they did. I mean, I don't know if we we can cut this out. I guess that they are not together. Oh wow! All right, yeah. I mean, I assume that they're not together. Also, like, I mean, I don't think that's too much you of don't a spoiler. See them like together. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't look like it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's go to the next section. Shortly after, we see Kyle Gallner, my boy Kyle Gallner, love him <laughs> to death. Uh, his character's name is Vince. 
um, maybe a, a reference to uh, Vince Vaughn from Freaky last year. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> so his character is being stalked around his muscle car at night. And during this, Dewey says something about this one feels different, which, and then you're right, and right after that, you know, the, the light goes on. Kyle's character, Vince, is just like, what the hell's going on? He goes back, checks, turns off the light in the car, and then you see Ghostface right behind him after he checks the interior. I feel like this quote from Dewey is pretty much like essential for the filmmakers to be like, this isn't Scream 4. <laughs> like, I, like, doesn't that feel like a pointed quote to put in the trailer? I got excited for that line because it, it's at least suggesting that they will be doing something different. Mm-hmm. But there was a little movie that came out in 2018 called Halloween that had a trailer that suggested they were going to be doing <laughs> right. stuff differently. That's true. And then it was the exact same you know, yeah. stuff. Ah. That's true. Uh, what do you make of it? I kind of like the playful nature of this also. He kind of feels a little, little Michael Myers here, like like actual Michael Myers, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was the moment where he stands up in the hallway that I was like, okay, that feels like Halloween 2018. Right? You know, like when I he was going to say, um, you have, I always love when, you know, the, the killer is a fan of horror and it's very clear that that's kind of the case. I know some of it's the way they shoot it. But like the, would you like to play a game? Obviously Saw. And then you have the scene where she's backing up against the wall and then he comes out of the dark, just like Michael on Halloween. Yep. Yeah, got that was nice. The conversation yeah. that the attacks were all on people related to the original killers, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That so, to me reminds me of Nightmare on Elm Street, how it's all people that were related to the original killing. So it's, it's very, very horror informed, which I love already. So that's nice. Well, after this, we get some big nuggets. Uh, we after that, Melissa Barrera's character Samantha is met by Sydney, who obviously she knows who Sydney is because who wouldn't in Woodsboro? <laughs> yeah, um, to what, if she, what, what if she said <laughs> to her? What if she said to her? So you're the new Sydney. What if <laughs> I she, mean, it does feel like that. That's essentially here. what she says. This yeah. is your life now. Yeah, you're going to stop until they get. Hold on, people. let me get in my Photoshop. Let me get where uh, you got to work Hold this on. in there. So Sydney <laughs> says, "Yeah, Sydney says exactly that, Jen. Uh, you know, this is going to keep coming for you." Then we see a blurry image of Ghostface leaving Stu's house, and then we meet the rest of the cast, which is uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown as Mindy, Mikey Madison as Amber, um, Mason Gooding as Chad, Dylan Manette as Wes. Get it? Uh, and Sonia Amar as Liv. You look, the, pure, the parallels keep coming. Liv Schreiber? Uh, Liv Schreiber? Mm-hmm. Schreiber or Schreiber? Is it Schreiber? Yeah. Schreiber, I believe. Anyway, these are all pretty much the first looks that we saw uh, on Entertainment Weekly. I mean, like literally just the screenshots <laughs> of this. Um, I mean, what do we make of this cast? I, I, it's pretty diverse. I mean, it's, it's clear that they've, they're definitely trying to diversify this cast, at least comp- considerably compared to the first one, which we pretty much concluded that it was just an all-white cast. Um, probably one of yeah. the whitest horror movies of all time, but um, I don't know. What um, do you think? I, You know, yes, you're right. Uh, I, I don't think we see any of them do anything really or have any real dialogue, so it's hard to, it's hard to judge who, who they'll be. Um, do you think they look like high schoolers, though? They never do in these no, movies. No, they don't. No. <laughs> you can't. They, that, that, that's such a misnomer. I, you can't I know, do that. I know. I mean, they don't yeah. look like high schoolers necessarily, but are are they supposed to be in high school this time? I think so. Probably. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, somebody's that. wearing a letter jacket. Yeah, yeah that's you know. true. That's true. So, yeah. yeah I, I, go ahead. I, well, I was going to say, like, I mean, it, it. I would argue they look more like high schoolers than the original cast does. Yeah, true. <laughs> Who look like they're 30-somethings playing, you know, or, you know, even though they weren't 30-something. They look like they're 30 in the first movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 sorry, Jen, what were you going to say? 
Well, it's just weird because like I feel like there are two rival casts here. There's like the new cast and then there are the core three that I love. And I like I liked the parts where the, everybody was getting attacked. But like, I don't care about these new people. I want to see my old three. Well, or I want a mo- new movie that is different. You know? To to uh, to that point, I, I think that's a lot of the problem that uh, the new Star Wars trilogy had. Yeah. In that you uh, yeah the new cast was kind of cool if you know their character arcs all kind of squandered i would say over the course of the three movies but like you never you never get that moment with the characters that you love that you were looking forward to seeing uh, solo luke skywalker lay all on screen together yeah, yeah. or like, that we was don't the have movie enough you time to, to build with the new cast you know yeah. like build right. that love that we found with the old ones you know like i love the old cast but at this point, four should have been that only movie crossover where it was like new cast, old cast, and they should have. I really wish they were bold in that movie, and it wasn't as focused on them, but it was more focused on the new cast and the old cast all die in that movie because I, I know that you don't want Sydney to die and all that stuff, but you know what? Just don't bring her back because yeah. you got you cannot have a new cast and then focus on the old cast enough where. You're going to satisfy everybody. You've got to just do the new thing. Like, and I look, I love Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars head. Okay. But when I really look back at that old, that new trilogy, I think it would have worked better if none of those old people came back yeah, because you don't, because all the, because I could care less about all the new people because they never got time to do anything with them that make them anything worth remembering. I thought Kylo Ren was kind of cool. <laughs> Oh but, yeah, but well, he that's just like the one. But that's just like the one. But that's one thing, and, and even then, they didn't quite handle that correctly. So, no, no, anywho, no. I I just think it's a it's a wonky thing to do. And and to Jen's point, I mean, th- we saw that in four. We had yeah. a whole right. bunch of new right. kids, and then we had the old guts. So it's like, how is the this different? I'm passed. curious as to what do. We, and the, I the think problem, they waited too long, though. Isn't that the problem? Like, because that cast is probably too old now. They did, uh, but I think also it just, this kind of feels almost like a make good on that because that's my biggest concern. Like, I mean, look, we've talked about it all year, and Mac and I were literally talking and texting about it yesterday. But like, you know, the only real approach you could have done that would have been a fresh take is if you went the meta new nightmare route, oh, which they're not I doing. I thought that's what they might be planted on, and I thought that would have been a really cool idea. And I think they I have to. Uh-huh. They have to get to that eventually if they keep cranking these things out. Yeah, I know. I mean, the, with the core three, yeah. yeah. And the yeah. meta, meta, meta-ness of it to be referencing a Wes Craven movie, referencing <laughs> an old Wes Craven movie, but referencing about, an old Wes Craven movie. And this is like, obviously they're not doing this, but think about, you could actually have had the entire cast from Scream oh, 1 I come know. back. Yeah. Because they're all playing themselves. Yes. So it's like, it's like, like what a way, what a way to make a new, yeah, exactly. So I, I missed opportunity, but yeah, totally. I well, wonder, but so, so that's why I'm wondering what's so new about this one. But obviously, we're not going to see this necessarily in the trailer because they're trying really hard to we mislead us Mac. or keep us. Well, oh yeah, so wait, so go ahead, Mike. They mentioned some things in here that, that okay, differ, yeah, at least differentiate this from Scream Four, and uh, you're, yeah. some of you already hinted at it, but um, we'll, we'll get there in just a second. Because I, from there, we kind of, you know, you mentioned, you know, we want to talk about the old cast. Why don't we get the old cast this next section? Because uh, we see the ghost face shadow over Vince. Uh, cool, someone, that's a cool shot. I like. That it's shot. a really cool yeah. shot. I really like that. Someone probably sitting, I think, is opening up a case that's a, that contains a gun, and then we get our first shot of Sydney and Gail together. To which Sid asks, "You ready?" And Gail goes, "For this, never." 
uh, I don't know. I, I think it's a good line. Like, I think the humor yeah. is kind of there. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I wanted to, uh, yeah, because it was something that stuck out. Because sometimes lines in that vein come off as very cringy, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, but mm-hmm. that one just, it fits the character. Uh, it, it's, it is very funny. Yeah. Like, I think there's a wit to it. I think they're simply going into where Dewey lives now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a scary scene. Because I agree. The way that she yeah, says that's... that, she seems very not like in, in nervous in a way You're that's probably like right, her life's on the line, I will you know? cackle in theaters when we hit the screening. And if that that's the case, and I'm going to be looking at you and you're going to be like, I know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I warned him. It um, just doesn't yeah. seem like, like, like there's lives on the line the way she says that to Sydney. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know, but maybe I'm wrong. I think well, the self-awareness has to be there, though, because, I mean, it's mm-hmm. five fucking movies in. This is still happening. It's the fact that it's like I, I understand, like if they hadn't have four, I think you wouldn't have to be so self-aware about this being like the, you know, same, you know, you know, going around on the merry-go-round again. But like the fact that four happen <laughs> like, and then you're doing this again, it, mm-hmm. it almost has to be like that fucking sequence in... Um, in die, is it Die Hard 2? And he's just like, how could the same thing happen to the same yeah. guy? Well, yeah, like, it's just, you know, it's, it's getting a little out of hand. So I, I feel like there has to be self-awareness in this. Yeah. Um, but, well, and Sydney has a line like that, too, where she's like, I've been through this a lot, a you lot. know, which is kind yeah. of implying that, you know. And I mean, I will say for the record, Sydney is one of my favorite characters in all of media. And so I will buy anything that she is selling. Like, I absolutely love her. But yeah, I agree. I, I think we've done so much of what this trailer seems to be doing with four. And yeah. so I just don't I, I don't know where we go with it. But well, there is the, the hook that I'm going to get to. But before we get that, we have one more quick section. It's like a bunch of quick shots you see a bunch of attacks there's chad's wounded and running from Ghostface in a woodsboro high jacket which you mentioned it's very similar to steve um there's a reaction shot from what appears to be amber so maybe they are those are the three people that died in the beginning then there's the aforementioned shot of sam in the doorway of Stu's house um which suggests that yeah there is going to be a call to pass which we're going to get to in just a second and then Ghostface is atta- about to attack someone in a wheelchair I-, I have to ask this real quick like and i think it's pretty on par with the other screen trailers but are we seeing too much in this like do you think we needed that section in this it's with the fine. person in the wheelchair well just anything like like all these attacks because like i mean you could pretty much deduce that like any of these attacks like yeah they're goners well, <laughs> like, if well not necessarily and so i went to see james bond last night and ooh, uh, there was a no lot spoilers, of spoilers no spoilers yeah but there were a lot of <laughs> here's a spoiler for you a lot of fucking trailers up front, right? Yeah, and I remember joke, yeah. when I was a teenager, <laughs> when I was a teenager, I could not wait to go to the movies. Could not wait to go see the trailers. Would love seeing the same trailer over and over again, like on those stretches where you go to the movies every week. You see the same kind of movie. You see the same kind of trailers. And I thought, well, why do I just like want to show up a half hour late and miss the trailers now? And it's twofold. I'm usually not interested in a lot of the movies coming out. It's like, okay, here's the medieval epic shot in, not in color or black and white, just in gray. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's the Marvel movie. Uh, you know, here's the, you know, this, that, the other. Fills it all spots. And two, when I was a teenager, when I was a kid, you couldn't watch these trailers on YouTube. Like, you, I, I would have had to go to the show to see the new Scream trailer. Right. And in this case, where you're talking about these quick cuts, like, that would have been awesome if you didn't have, and we're going to do it, a bunch of 
podcasters and writers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> take screenshotting every single shot from it and mm-hmm. trying to deduce what happened or what, what what's going to happen there. But I think you need it because overall, I mean, I don't think this trailer is very exciting. Uh, and But I think that might be for the best because, honest to God, the Halloween Kills trailer is a very exciting trailer. And I would say very well cut and it gets you pumped, but it shows the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have to trade off. Yeah. 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 Kind of, well, you go for sorry. it. Nick. I was just going to say, I kind of wish that all these people die in the first like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then there's an hour and, you know, 20 left. And you're like, okay, I don't know what's <laughs> going on. I don't know who, or there's more characters that are not showing us that. Because I, I agree with you, Mike, but I'll also, yeah, on the trailer front, you can watch these things a billion times. Like, if we weren't doing this episode, I would I would have watched it once and then not watched it again. Mm-hmm. Because, and it's just, for, for us, it's hard because I, we've seen so many movies, so many horror movies, that it's easy for us to see a quick moment and know where that falls in the movie and what it was. So it's, it's, it's easier for me to just watch it once. Because honestly, had I not watched it again, I wouldn't have caught a lot of like, oh, that person, oh, they're holding a knife to that person. Oh, that person's bleeding in the, from the mouth. They're probably going to die in that scene. Or, oh, they're showing that quick cut where you see that this guy probably gets stabbed in the back. So it's just like, I feel like it's just, you don't need to show people as much as they show them anymore. Just oh. just give us the teaser. That's all yeah. people need. To go back on what you're saying, Dak, I was just scrolling through the trailer to get some images for a Photoshop that I was working on, and I had watched the trailer this morning when I got up, and mm. I had forgotten about that whole section. As I'm watching, I'm like, is this a different cut of the trailer? No, yeah, that, because exactly. So if you've seen it once, cool. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Well, that said, they did call this scream with nothing else because they wanted to hook in people unfamiliar with the franchise. And I think that's kind of what this trailer is like. I loved that section because it was I loved it as a horror fan who wants to watch a horror movie because it is exciting. It's like, you know, it looks like a slasher and I love slashers. But as a fan of this franchise, yeah, it doesn't give me anything new. And so maybe that's better because maybe they are hiding all of the stuff that I'm going to love. I only can only hope I'm going to see it anyways, you know. The best idea for the best concept I have for trailer is just uh, Randy or um, uh, what's his character? Uh, what's the actor's name? Dewey? Uh, oh, oh, no. oh um, the dead one, the one who died. Jamie, 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 Jamie Fox, Jamie, Kennedy, Jamie Kennedy. Jamie, yes, Jamie actually, Fox. no. Sorry. I would rather have like Jamie Fox just in front of a not Jamie Kennedy, <laughs> Jamie Fox in front of a red screen like the uh, old Blood Feast trailer that's just mm-hmm. kind of telling you about what's about to happen. Oh yeah, like well, it stars it stars <laughs> Neff Campbell. She's coming back. And scream out in January 2022. We're like, what the I, fuck I'm is honestly, this? Honestly, I'm mean, okay with that. Is we Jamie want to Fox show you footage, but they won't let us. But yeah, oh it's God. too you know. it's too terrifying to show. Yeah, sorry, podcasters. That would be actually really great. Um, I think it's savvy. Yeah. 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 Instead, we get the twist. These next two sections are probably going to be the most discourse that we have here on this episode. Uh, so the, from there we go. Dewey's back. He's kind of taking on the Randy role, not Jimmy Fox. Or Jamie, Jamie Kennedy's Randy. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, there are certain rules to surviving. And then we get a sh- shot of my boy from the boys. Uh, Jack Quaid is Richie. Yeah. Uh, to which we jump to a circle of the kids. And Sam saying, the attacks were on people related to the original killers. And then we get Dewey unloading his gun while he walks down a school hall. To which someone, I think it's Gail, says, whatever his link is to the past, it's pulled us all back here. We get more shots of Gail, Sydney, and then we get Marley Shelton tearfully driving around in her cruiser as um, what I was corrected as. I, it used to be Deputy Judy Hicks, but I believe it's now Sheriff uh, Judy Hicks. We're going to stop there. There's a lot to unpack, particularly with that line. 
the attacks were on people related to the original killers. Whatever his link is to the past, it's pulled us all back here. That's the hook of the movie. What do we make of this? <laughs> it reminded me of Final Destination too, to be honest, when they sit around in the apartment and she's explaining, and then I don't want to spoil that movie, but you find out that they all have a connection. So I don't know. Maybe Ghostface's grandfather it, death time. Yeah. I find it very hard to believe that the, anyone related to the original killers would be living in Woodsboro. I know. <laughs> don't you think like they would have gotten out okay. of there? They yes. would never have like lived it down. <laughs> you know, here's, it's just like that kind of awfulness in small towns. Here's the question. Now, when they say original killers, are they only referring to good question uh, from the original film? Yeah. Uh, uh, Billy he, and Stu. Uh, now it would make sense because you know, they're three, they're in California and two, they're at college. Like, but you know, Billy's mom has connections, obviously, to, to Woodsboro. Uh, nothing really from part three. Uh, and then part four, uh, Sydney's cousin was the killer, right? Yeah. And she lived in Woodsboro as well. Mm-hmm. So it could be original. Yeah, I mean, that is the question I had also, is that is it, is it original as a 96? Because when you think about these legacy sequels, which this pretty much is a legacy sequel, they usually just try to focus on the first one. I mean, even you know, the movies that have acknowledged all of this, the, the sequels for the most part, always, you usually put the spotlight on the one that put it there in the first place. And that, so I imagine they're, they're specifically talking about Billy and Stu, but that kind of leaves a lot of, I mean, the fact that you, cause you already did Mrs. Loomis. So you, I, I mean, I feel yeah. like how many, really, how many brothers and sisters did they have? Were they fucking Irish? I know. Well, also like, like how many maniacs do they have in the fucking family? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I also something that's interesting was that, they say that line and they're showing us like the old house and stuff. So you're assuming mm-hmm. it's that, but maybe they're creating some new lore where, you know, in the first scream film, everything was related to what happened to Maureen Prescott. Yeah. So maybe there's another incident that happened that involved these kids. That's not Ghostface or Sydney related hmm. that this new Ghostface is now taking up the mantle and is everything's related to those original killings, whatever that incident is that we would undoubtedly see in like the news crawl right after the cold open, you know, like kind of reminds me of like today is the anniversary of the five people that died on the bridge the night, like three, four years ago. And then all their kids are the ones that are being killed. You know what I mean? Like, like I wonder if it's going to be that kind of thing or the, um, or maybe that's their nod to, I know you did last summer where all, all of these kids, you know, were somehow involved in something that happened, an original killing or something. I don't know. Mm. Well, and I mean, Roman technically is one of the original killers, right? So that would... I he's mean, the architect, oh, right. he's if the archi- you will. Yeah. He's the architect. <laughs> he's, the, he's the Blofeld of uh, the Scream franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and they, but they say, they don't say Billy and Stu, and they say original killers, plural too, right? Related yeah. to them. Yeah. But they, I mean, I, who knows what they were getting up to when they weren't killing people. You know, they could have kids running around all over the place. Well, maybe when Roman went to, <laughs> uh, when, when, went to Billy in 1996, maybe he uh, had, you know, a tryst with somebody in Woodsboro who... Maybe. Who had a child who would be... Shit. Well, that's why I I feel like that's a little bit lazy. younger than us. No. I feel yeah. like that 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 twist in three is lazy. Like, oh well, well, all this stuff you didn't see happen, and that's who I'm mm-hmm. related to. So I don't like that. I think that's kind of lazy. What I do feel that they could do is, God, I don't know. I just I, I don't know. I don't know how they can I, I, make I, it like. 
Mac, it, I just like, want one guy I was trying to go back. This. If we go back to Scream, is there anyone in that movie in the party sequence and stuff that is now a bigger name that could be mm. the killer that happened to be there that night at the party? I don't think so. Which is bringing everybody back that no. was friends with Stu and or... Uh, maybe in, Kenny uh, didn't really die. Maybe he faked his death. Well, maybe he died. It was Kenny. <laughs> the thing that's the thing that a lot of people are kicking really around, sick. and I was going to save this for the ending, but we might as well bring it here, especially as we're talking about the past. There are a lot of rumors going on that Matthew Lillard somehow involved in this, and yeah, and the fact that he tweeted today is like, oh, you know, something like, oh, I'm so glad that you all care, yada yada yada. There were attempts in the past especially with scream three i think it is scream three i think um where they were going to say that he's in some institution or something like that and he's still alive and his face is made i i don't know i I, hope it's not that i hope to god it is not that because i feel like that's going to be like a sartain moment for me where i'm like oh my fucking god i love matthew lillard i think he's gone on to have a really interesting career and of course i'd be happy to see him whatever form they bring him back in or whatever mm-hmm. but the thing about that is that's a really hard pill to swallow why they haven't mentioned that in th- over the course of three movies when they're trying to rule out whether or not who's the killer like they don't ever think well maybe we right, should check on him and the institute did he break out like they yeah. never right. talk about it it's never even a pr- like even remotely a possibility is kind of crazy to me and I joked around about him like having the twin brother <laughs> that we didn't know about, <laughs> yeah. and that's his way to come back. And then everybody thinks it's Stu, but actually, then it's really not Stu. And yeah. but I, I don't know how they do that unless I would it's buy like that more video. than him coming back, Mac. I his think tw- he's been living brother. in a shack in the woods for twenty years. Oh just God! Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's well, not will this into existence. It's all right, right, exactly. nervous. I, I, that I, is a good question, though. If there is like another person that's that's corollary enough in that original film that could work. But I, I think honestly, like, because if they're attacking the, 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 those that are originally related to the killer, then it means it's someone that's like maybe a cursory figure of that original movie or maybe, yeah, of, especially if we're looking at just the original movie, right? If we run down the, the, this, the, the list of victims, maybe it's someone that's related to like Steve. Maybe it's someone that's related to Casey Becker. Maybe it's someone that's related to, because I'm trying to think like Tatum is related to Dewey. Maybe it's Dewey. <laughs> no, it's not Dewey. But I mean, well, you see, there's a sequence in the trailer where you see Dewey fighting Ghostface, mm-hmm. and unless there's someone watching them, there would be no reason for them to stage that. So I we know. know that Dewey's not a killer. Uh, do we? I don't want this to be the case, but do we think that they're gonna go full like Sydney or Gale are the killer, and they're killing people related to the original killers who have made their lives living hell? I like, mean, are they gonna no, do that? I don't. I don't think they could. I think, as, and as long as much as I love when movies are imaginative, when, as much as I love when movies take risks and do stuff like that, I, I don't think I'd appreciate that. Not after, yeah. not after three movies. That's a bit. Yeah. I mean, to I me, that's do, a betra- but that's I, a I just don't put anything. I just don't put anything past anything anymore. I have nothing I sacred well, yeah. anymore. So, 
Jen, know? how bad would the discourse be online if they made <laughs> Sid the killer? Oh my god, I would be leading the charge on the yeah. bad discourse online too. Like I would fucking hate that. I mean, and I agree with you, Mike. Like, I if if this were a Halloween 2018 thing and they were doing a like we don't know what's happened for the last 20 years, like I could maybe buy that. But no, we've seen her be a survivor. Like she wrote a fucking book about this shit. You yeah. Know? Like there, there's no way I think they could pull that off. Now again, like Max said, that doesn't say they won't try. It, but I would like to think they're aware enough to know that that won't work. You know. You know who I hope it is. I hope it's C. W. Morgan who played uh, Hank Loomis in the original <laughs> one, and who has that exasperated face when uh, when Billy is just like Sheriff. I didn't kill anybody, and then it like pans to him, and he's like, Argh. like I hope it's him. Is it Billy? Really... Is it Billy's uh, dad? Billy's dad. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hank is like, well, I, I, I was helping uh, uh, Sydney's uh, stepbrother uh, tell the boys uh, to do these things. Uh, it wouldn't be out of question. It, I mean, after, I mean, I'm telling you, like that, the reveal in three of it being Roman pretty much opens the door for any of this stuff at this point. Like, I, I yeah. mean, it really does. Like, it's that that is so so fan fiction. I mean, we talked about it in the third yeah. episode, but like Jesus Christ. But anyway, we got we one last get some section. Flashbacks on this. Yeah, okay, we might well. Maybe we'll have. Hey, we'll have flashbacks and how he kills. Stew. So. That's how they bring Matthew. Lillard. Oh Lord. Well, look, we got one last section. Might have some answers in it. Um, immediately after our last section, Sid says, "And I won't sleep until he's in the ground." And this uh. erupts a series of shots, like Dewey getting attacked at the school, attacks and all the new kids uh, for the most part, including what looks like our first fire kill. If we're not counting the uh, explosion in three, um, and arguably the most daring shot. Gail being pulled back as she tearfully screams into the air. And then we get that final shot. It's a zoom in shot, which looks like uh, Sid walking into, I believe, Stu's house and the voice saying, hello, Sydney. It's an honor. Ghostface slashes the screen. We get the title, Five Cream. Scream, I mean. Get on top. Get on top. (laughs) Um, There's a lot here, I feel like. I feel like that shot with Gail, we were talking, I was talking to Mac before this episode. I feel like that's such a big reveal. Like that's, that's like the type of shot that you get in trailers that I, I feel like always comes back somehow because like what would trigger that type of emotional response other than someone dying there. And I feel like my theory, this is just a theory. It's not confirmed. There's nothing <laughs> spoiler about it. I'm just assuming you put the pieces together Dewey's probably the most obvious one to be killed at this point just because he's done it so much. They've fooled him so, so many times. You see him fighting in the, the school. He's using the gun. There's that shot of Ghostface swiping the air that looks like in the same scene uh, aesthetically and when you look in the background. I think Dewey dies and Gale finds out and that kind of tri- triggers some some sort of thing where the two of them are together or something. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like that might be what the Gale shot is. That's the one shot that I wouldn't have put in this trailer because yeah. I feel like it's the one thing that just says like, okay, something fucking crazy is going to happen with one of these. Well, characters. you can also look at it like this, like maybe that happens in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. So maybe you don't see the, the three deaths. Maybe the first death that we see the cold open is actually Dewey calling her and then getting, well, it seems like that's during the day though, but I'm okay if finally in this movie Dewey dies, I love Dewey, but if he dies, it would make sense because then you have the two original heroes of the first film that get the upper hand and actually mm-hmm. shoot and kill the original killers mm-hmm. as the heroes in this one for the majority of the film would be the two of them. Um, 
So kind of on board with that if they do it. I think you're right, Mike. I would have kept that out of the trailer. But if it happens that early in the movie, then I can see them. I can see why they might put it in the trailer because they're like, well, there's so much more in the movie after that. That's not the crux of the movie. That's not the mm. the big get to the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but it could be make like them think it is. Yeah, like it almost like insists upon stakes because I mean, like I mean, one of the most insufferable debates of the last six or seven months, um, in you know, in the midst of many insufferable it's debates a on Twitter. Field, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, impressive. Say, That's it's, impressive it's like, to make the top five. It's, it's, I was going to say, especially since the day gives us 30 of them at, a, at any given day of the week uh, and weekends, too. It's overtime um, <laughs> is the fact that, like, you know, there was this whole debate of like, you can't kill the original ones. We don't have to kill the original cast members to make this movie effective. And I argue, yeah, you kind of do, because they've survived literally four fucking See, sequels at I this point. Just, like, I, just I, I think I think there make, needs to be that you have to do that. I, I don't I think, think you have to, but I you think you need to have some that. fucking stakes. I think because, it works like, either way. I don't. I, I. I. think at this point you need to kill at least one of them. I. I just. I've. I've. One of them needs to dis- be buried. Yeah, I kind of agree. One of them as much as I die. hate it, I, I hate. Them. I hate yeah. seeing it. But if you're bringing them back, like, what are the stakes at this point if they're not going to die? Like, I just right. And the thing that I've always loved about Scream is that it feels realistic. Like, it does not feel supernatural. Yeah. It doesn't feel like magical. It feels real. You know. And I'm not saying Sydney has to die out because I. I, I would have argued that like the third one would have probably been the case to have done that. And if you didn't yeah. do it in the third one, then all right, well, whatever. But more, it, it just feels like, I don't know, it feels too plot armory to me if they survive another one. I just, it, it, it just seems a little, I mean, the, even the last one felt way too plot armory for me. It well, was like, and, all right. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I like the idea that it, Dewey dies early because then it's like, okay, well, anything's up for anything can yeah. happen. Maybe yeah. Gail dies, maybe Sydney dies. Like, we don't know. Nothing's precious anymore. Enough time has passed where these people are probably like, this is, Probably the last one I'm gonna do. Yeah, I have but imagined. I don't know, but maybe not. I don't know. So I think you know, this could be interesting. I just gotta say, with Jack Quaid being in this, I feel like he's the killer, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like that, I mean, is he gonna be some person, some no-name person we've never seen before? Because I think the thing that's funny about that first film is that I don't remember ever really seeing Matthew Lillard in a ton. Or Skeet Ulrich at the time, like that was—they were all pretty new faces. I felt mm-hmm. like most of that cast, and every screen movie since then, it's been generally someone that's kind of like on the Jack Quaid level, you know, of like of like <laughs> yeah, a a like point. newish star, right? Yeah. So I'm kind of trying to think of like, well, who who could he be? Someone's younger brother or something? Like, and maybe well, it's not that simple, but I don't know. Is that so? All right. So I guess like now that we've finished going through the breakdown, you know, what is the mo- the most burning question you have? you know, leading out of this, you know, is it the fact that like, what is there going to be an original cast member that we haven't seen? Is it the, do we think Jack Quaid is going to be the killer? Uh, what are you, what are you on your mind having watched this two minute and 28 second trailer? Mike. Honestly, I mean, up. nothing. And I mean that in the best possible way, because I feel like this is uh, just nothing of a trailer in the best possible way. Like it, I have no idea what this movie. I mean, I guess I do know what this movie's about because it's a scream movie. But it's like that licorice pizza trailer, which I think is a great trailer. I have no idea mm-hmm. what that movie's about, but I can't wait yeah. to go see it. Same, same. Mac, what about you? Um, I'm back to the how many killers question because the first two we had two in each, then three and four we had one again. Is this this time gonna be like? cult of ghost face is it going to be like five is it going to be like 
a family. You know, oh. it was like Stu's dad, <laughs> Stu's younger brother, Stu's mother, you know, like whatever the hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but they're not all working together. Be... <laughs> they're just doing it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't know. And then, so then you have the, the Spider-Man thing where there's like three ghost faces pointing at you. <laughs> um, I, 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 that, I'm, I'm kind of left with that because this entire conversation, we've all been like, okay, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? But we're like, I'm thinking, well, is it going to be more than just one again? Like, mm-hmm. is it going to be multiple people? And and if you're doing something new, it, to me, it would have to be more than two. It would have to be like 10 people, like a coordinated something. But I don't know what that would be or why. And if it's people related to the original killers, are people really that upset that these original killers died the way they did and they were murdering ruthlessly these people? I, I, I'm very curious. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jen, what about you? My biggest question is, are they going to do right by Sydney? And I am given some of the things she says in this trailer like that. And I won't sleep until Ghostface is dead. Like, <laughs> oh my God, are you running for mayor? You know, I, that <laughs> that really hurt me a little bit. Because I, I love Sydney so much. So that's my biggest concern. If she dies, I can live with that. I will be heartbroken. But if they do it well, if they honor her character, I will be happy. And I'm worried. That's, that's my biggest concern going in. That said, inject it into my fucking veins right now. I want to see it right now. Like, I'm all in. Well, that was my my next question is like how hyped is everyone because oh, five. <laughs> does this get does this make you i mean because mike you brought a good point with the following kills that like that movie is like a fucking shot of adrenaline do we think that this is enough of a shot of adrenaline for the franchise that hasn't been around in 10 years i don't know, for... think it is but i don't think it needs to be yeah because yeah. the fan base is there and it's rabid we showed this uh october 1st at the rock Island public house drive-in and the place is packed and it's, it does cross generations in the sense that, you know, I was 16 when I saw it. And, yeah, I can't, I, of course I'm going to see the new Scream movie. I mean, I didn't see four at the show. But, of course, I went to see the first three. and um, yeah, Four came out at a weird time, too. I it, think it really like, did. Like, it just something like that or February. I can't remember. Yeah. Right. I, just can't, I just remember thinking, like, why? <laughs> it's yeah. Why are people uh, still concerned with this? Um, and But then there's people like uh, the guy who runs our kitchen. Jerry, he's he's a little bit younger than me, quite a bit actually. And he talked when he talks about Scream, he was so excited to watch because he was a little kid when he saw it. And this was like this scared him the way Jason or Freddy scared me when I was a kid. So you have that generation, and then you just have since horror is so fucking hot right now, you have this next generation of sixteen year olds who are gonna go see it just because it's the horror movie of the week. Yeah, that that's week. a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like the atmosphere already acknowledges it. I, I, it. I just don't get hyped for things anymore because <laughs> you're All you're right. either gonna get disappointed, <laughs> you're either, you're just gonna get disappointed, or you're just gonna ruin your day leading up to it. <laughs> well, look, we should be hyped because today we. I mean, what a day! I mean, we're getting the fucking screen trailer, or we did clearly. We talked about it for an hour, um, and we're also getting the screeners for Halloween Kills tonight. I Man, it's a pretty exciting day, I guess. But. uh any other things, any other thoughts, comments, you know, takeaways that we have based on the two minutes and 28 seconds you have here? I, if, there, if I have one, it's that I don't want to see anything else now. I don't want another trailer. I know we're going to get one, but I, I just don't really want one. And I don't, and I feel like it, Halloween's tradition, this is the trailer breakdown we do. Probably not going to do another one because I don't really want to know anymore. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I say that personally. I don't know if I, if everyone else would agree, but. I know. I, feel, I absolutely agree. Yeah. The, my, I'm I'm happy. I'm excited again. Now now I'm excited because we finally saw something from it. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm I'm ready for it. January, here we come. 
It's October twelfth, yeah. and my fear is the is is not as quite as much as the no time to die because that was delayed for almost two years. But my fear is that we will see a, a longer trailer with more footage. We will see TV spots. We will get now if all those are misleads, great. But I have no faith in the studios <laughs> to do that. I know. Um, no one's brave enough to do those things. So I agree. I will be staying away from as all that stuff as much as possible because these movies are always way more fun the less you know going in. Agreed. Yeah, uh, I think we're going to get a trailer where the team of locksmiths show up to try to open and uh, screen just <laughs> cuts through them all, and then we get uh, a letter about it. But yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get a we'll get a, a thirty second TV spot where like Ghostface <laughs> takes off his mask, like boo, and you see it's Jack Quaid or whatever. But yeah, um, <laughs> you'd be like, wow, oh, it's like, oh, but that's earlier in the movie when he's <laughs> yeah. joking around with the mask and he scares someone, but it's not really him. And <laughs> oh lord, yeah, I mean, it, would, it we'll see what happens. I mean, this has been pretty exciting because I, I feel like the. Unlike Halloween 2018, when we first started this podcast, you know, God, what's three years now, three years ago, we had so much to kind of build on because that the, the hype for that started in June. So it was like around like, you know, they dropped that first trailer in June before, ahead of October. That's what, three, uh, four months ahead of time. This is only three months, really, that we're getting ahead of time for this. So, like, I feel like the short time window is maybe a little bit of the same, but I feel like we just know less. And I like that. I don't want to know anymore. So that's my my final thoughts. And um, I guess one last question, make some predictions, because I probably won't really have a chance unless we get into our Scream 4 discussion about this. But who do we think is going to survive out of the three if we do we think it's all three do we think it's two do we think it's one vanderbilt all three what's your all three all three right, but they're going to do a big misdirect like you're going to think they're going to do the dewey thing where you're yeah. going to yeah. think that he's dead and maybe do it with gail too but they're going to yeah. they're going to end up being alive at the end of it yeah. jen sydney and gail for sure i think but yeah, yeah I, I agree i think they're going to sneak dewey by again mac I, I probably agree with Jen, but I would like for none of them to survive. This I don't think this franchise continues if any of them are still alive because how do you do a screen movie going forward without rebooting it if Sydney or Gail are alive and bringing them back and making it fresh? I, that's a really tall order. Kill these people off. Have Sydney go out a hero's way and Gail mm-hmm. and make it satisfying for people like she... she you know, did everything she could. She killed, and then there's that one moment at the end where the killer thinks they got away with it, but Sydney left a message for someone <laughs> that they know that they're actually the killer. I, I don't know, something like that, because I just don't know how you continue if if anybody survives this one in a well, way. Well, yeah, I, I imagine yeah. like well, I don't know, seventy five percent in this movie, maybe eighty percent, maybe even ninety. Um, you know, they go to the famous Woodsboro Bridge, right? And uh, Samantha, our star walks out into the front and and all of a sudden, you know, right, right in the middle of the bridge and she hears Samantha and Sydney runs over to the bridge and talks to her and Samantha stabs Sydney <gasps> and she falls off the bridge just like in Han Solo goes in, in Force <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Say, if this movie opens up with, uh, if this movie, the, the only way this movie could be different is at the end if the killer... Uh, is forgiven and it kind of goes back to being a good guy. Mm-hmm. And, and at the begin- and the and the opening of the movie, it opens with Ghostface killing like a hundred monks on a planet, uh, <laughs> uh, and is still given forgiveness at the end of it. And then Sydney and Gail make out right at the end. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, well, look, this has been fun. 
Uh, I think we're going to find about, out about all of this in the, in the coming months, uh, and especially when Five Cream hits theaters again on January 14th, 2022. Until then, we've got to head back to Haddonfield, Illinois for Halloween Kills, which hits theaters this Friday, October 15th. But also, Vanderbilt, where can we stream it again? On... It's uh, you mean Halloween Kills from yes. Universal Pictures and Bloomhouse Pictures? Yes. Can Where be, can we stream it this Friday? You can stream it on uh, Peacock. It's called Must Scream TV. Oh, I believe. so be on the lookout for that, but also be on the lookout for a colossal episode because we were going to be recording that uh, this week. In addition to our Trick or and Treats episode, I can't believe it's already here. I can't. I believe can't believe it. it. It's happening already. But yeah, we got a Haddonfield only Tricks or Treats episode. Last I saw, we're up to twenty five questions, so that's going to be uh, as colossal as our Halloween Kills review. We got a ranking of the scores. This is going to be a Patreon exclusive episode. So join us there at patreon.com slash Pod. And look, as for Scream, we still have four to discuss, which we will next month in November and uh, when we return to Woodsboro again. Uh, so that'll be a nice prelude uh, before Five Cream finally hits uh, in January. Before we go, Jen, tell us what we have coming up next on Psychoanalysis. Well, October theme is psychopathy, and so we just recorded last night our episode on Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Ooh, which spooky one. Was, yeah, yeah, it's a real heavy one, um, but the episode was really fun. And then we are also doing our Comfort Horror episodes on Pet Cemetery, The Original, and The Thing. Oh, so, favorites. Yeah. Big favorites, yeah. Yeah, uh, so it's going to be a good month for psycho, psych, so for psychopaths, I guess. S- sounds good. Are you going to be covering Scream 5 or 5 Cream on uh, Psychoanalysis come January, you think? You know, we might. We're going to do a Midnight Mass Patreon episode, so we might do. We've been kind of do playing around with that right now. So, yeah, we might do Scream, Five Cream there. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, Mike, what's new at the Riff? What's new uh, at the, the Music Box of Horrors? And what's new on Windy City Double Feature? Halloween movies. Halloween movies. How It's tough being a horror professional, as you <laughs> it really know. Is. Uh, it's our. It's, my, it's like Kramer. You know it's my busy time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, at, uh, let's see. At... Is this running today? Uh, yes, it's going to be running probably within an hour. I'm going to try so, to n- knock this out as soon as So possible. I'm going to recommend everybody in Chicago come out Thursday night for Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh, <laughs> that's one of your Box. favorite movies. I love Vampire in Brooklyn. I really think contemporary critics got that wrong. Another Wes Craven joint. Uh, interesting production history, great performance by Eddie Murphy, and a awesome performance from Johnny Witherspoon, but he never phones it in. And this weekend at Rock Island Public House, we've got... 30 Days a Night on Friday. Ooh, Josh Hartnett. Uh, we're doing Planet Terror and Death Proof together with the trailers, just as you saw it if you saw it in theaters in April, the Grindhouse double feature on Saturday night. And then we'll be doing two screenings of Hocus Pocus on Sunday, an early one for the kids and a late one for everybody else. And then uh, Windy City Picture Double Feature Picture Show tomorrow, Wednesday of this week, we have uh, an episode dropping where we cover the Hammers the Mummy from 1959 with mm. Cursed Undead, uh, which we will be screening next week at the Music Box of Horrors Drive-In next Wednesday. Busy times. Busy, busy times. times. And I still got to get all the Halloween decorations up in my house. Oh, my God. You haven't gotten them up yet? What about your neighbor? Does he? Uh, does oh, he he's got his. He's got I was his. I going to say. He's, he's the one who some... he, he texted me. He's like, you're going to get your stuff up this year, right? You're making like, me look yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, But, hey, look, you're busy making the spooky, so it's, it's, sometimes it's hard to put up the spooky. But um, speaking of spooky, Mac, you are watching a lot. What, what do you got coming up uh, on your end? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I think I'm going to be dropping my 
not so great review on Revenge of the Creature tonight. Um, but uh, I'm actually going to be watching the Storm of the Century miniseries for Losers Club uh, for an episode that we're going to drop later on this month. Uh, as well as um, if you're following along with Halloweenies, we've got another great pick coming out tonight that I think Caffrey, Dan Caffrey, and I, if this is coming out later, I think I could just spoil what it is because yeah, it'll it. be up. It's Pumpkinhead, which I watched recently and I uh, I enjoyed. So that's going to be cool. Um, and we've got some other just really good stuff going on. Oh, and also uh, check out our friends Randall and Mel's um, watch along uh, this month. Um, yeah, month of yeah. Halloween hell. Month uh, of Halloween hell. Yes. Exclusive to the we got the first episode that's in the regular feed with the Losers Club, and all their forthcoming episodes will be a Patreon only exclusive. So join them over in the Barons, patreon.com slash the Barons. Uh we're busy over there. We're busy behind our paywalls. We apologize for it. But look, you know, we got some devoted fans and they have a lot of fun, lots of tricks and treats behind there. So hit up both of them. There's a lot. And Mac, have you ever seen Storm of the Century? Oh yeah, I love it. It's good? Okay, yeah, I'm saw, excited for I saw it when one. it was first on. I'm really excited to revisit it. It's been a long time, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really dark, <laughs> really creepy. Yeah, yeah I'm excited yeah. for that one. Um, well, look, this is a lot of fun. It's been an honor <laughs> to talk to all of you about this trailer today. Uh, I hope you all had fun here in Woodsboro again. And rest assured, we'll be right, <laughs> right back. Bye. This is the end of our show, for now. We hope you enjoyed this production. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, and more. <laughs>